right, we're back. It has been a few weeks. This time it's my fault. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It can't always be Jacob's fault. This time it's my fault. Um, we've had a busy couple of weeks. We're starting. We're starting our move a little bit early. Um, we cannot move until March the seventeenth. But it is. It has been an all-out uh, circus, I guess you'd say, around here because. My wife, every waking moment that she's had, not at work or doing like, you know, house stuff or with her classes or whatever, she has been packing and throwing away. Dude, I had, um, today I threw away probably like eight trash bags this morning, just full of crap. Dude, you know, like that's, that's one thing I do like about like moving is it lets you purge. But dude, why do we, why do you just reload the junk? Well, see, that's what – well, and see, I think a lot of it comes from me. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I don't have – I feel like I don't have that much stuff, like, sitting here talking about it. But, you know, for 22 years, if you take away college, for 22 years, I lived in the same house, mm-hmm. the same place. And this was my first move ever. And I oh, yeah. you were the same way, you know, when you moved into your first place, right? Kind of, yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And all of my crap, because I was, I'm so sentimental about everything, all my crap come with me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I'm going to have yeah. to purge, I think. Well, you know, I'm, I agree. And I kind of, because like, I'm, I'm just as sentimental as you, even though, like, for the most part, I, I like but it's good to have material things to remember certain yeah. times in your life, you know, and, and like people think that some people think that's silly and I understand why, but like, I don't know. I enjoy that. But they just get you a freaking tote right on that Dylan's keepsake box and you can fill that sucker full. See, that's the thing. I need like, I need like eight of them, dude. She, she it, no, but see, that's what I'm saying, dude, to get you, and it can be, it can be the freaking, 20 gallon right but make that it and you know i don't know but um oh i totally agree man and it's so funny i was like like for christmas for for sarah i got her slash us a polaroid camera mm-hmm. yeah i remember you telling me that yeah and uh that thing's been cool and mm-hmm. because you can have a photo album or whatever because dude i've got three thousand pictures on my phone but Seldom do I scroll through them. I don't like reflect. Half of them are junk anyway. One hundred percent. Like films and and dude, film film for those things ain't cheap. But it makes you uh like like what do I want to? Is this worth taking a picture? You know, and like, but then that's kind of weird because isn't everything? But then anyway, it's Um, weird. I know. All right. So to get into it, first off, we we're having a little pre-show conversation. Hmm. Um, did you see that Greta Thunberg got arrested? I don't know if it's yesterday or this past week, uh, and she is in German prison. Dude, is she? But is she actually in prison? Because I saw that she was arrested. I don't. I don't know. If she's actually in German prison. I, I just figured that sounded better. So the can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. I just I realized that my mic wasn't hooked up. Um. Did the the arrest though mm-hmm. is weird because she if you like look at the pictures and stuff she's never in handcuffs like yeah they carry her for a second or whatever and there by the way there were a ton of people there the whole thing was that they were like protesting a coal mine in Germany and this is the second time that she's been moved from it but like they they like got her away from the site just like uh you know foot travel distance whatever that is. And the cops that took her and like carried her, they were just um, standing there with her, and like they were taking pictures and stuff. And she's like smiling, so like I just don't know, dude. It it could be a total freaking uh, photo op. It like, could it, be. Mm. It definitely could be. Um, so I, this is this is funny, and this is totally unrelated to that. <clears throat> I just thought about my wife had texted me. Uh, we were just at her parents' house eating dinner. We had a little poo poo John's, you know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, I don't know, they were talking about Jackson County Schools or something. Um, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of the school. Scotts Creek. Scotts Creek Middle School, I think is what the name of it was. So I'm just, the news is just playing in the background. I just turned to look, you know, and they're showing like the trophy cases and they're showing like parts of the inside of the school. And then you know who comes on the, who comes on the screen to talk about whatever, well, this is seriously paying zero attention, but whatever the lady was talking about, it was Dana Ayers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, was going to guess. Yeah. And so I turned, well, she, she was vice principal, right, or something. She she works for the district up there now. She I don't know whether she's like superintendent of the district. I mean, when we were in school, huh? When we were when we were in school. Oh oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. She was assistant. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so I was like, man, that, that was my assistant principal. And my wife's like, are you serious? And I was like, I swear to God. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, dude. I um, her and my aunt are pretty, where they were pretty close, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cousin had a football game up there in Cherokee, and while we were up there, we went and uh, saw their house. Dude, their house is on top of uh, a knob on, yeah. like, in, on the mountains. I can't remember what, like a little town it's right outside of. But, dude, you go up this – it's a paved road, and then there's, like, a gravel road, and you're just winding up the side of this holler, and then you get to the top, dude, and there's their house. And yeah. it's just amazing. Like, Oh my gosh! I was like, "What?" That's pretty um, cool. And you wouldn't even know it was there. And that's the coolest thing. Yeah. Um. But uh, not you can obviously you can't have much of a yard because you're literally downhill. Right, downhill both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Dude, we're getting old. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really starting to realize that. Yeah, like, I get old pretty fast. And then, like, thinking about people that I went to school with and, like, uh, you know, me and Sarah, we just had our first baby. But, like, some people I went to school with are on, like, second, third. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then some of them are, you know, not doing so hot. Uh, yeah, like, Mr. – let's see. Let me pull it up. Like – Mr. Mr. Charles Edward Ramsey Jr. Do you remember him? The guy with the tattoo of a penis with wings on the back of his legs. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, you know, it's maddening, and it's also, like, I mean. Kind of don't surprise me, though. Right. He's kind of our our DA of the week, I guess. Dude, that should be a new segment. He is our first DA of the week. I'll uh, I'll give you a little blurb. A Lincoln County man has been charged in connection with child sexual assaults that occurred in 2022. Um, he was arrested on January 19th of 23, which is this year, and his first court appearance was January 20th, which was today. Um and there's not really many juicy details. It just says that he was uh, inappropriate. In what is it? What is it? Indecency? No, it was sexual assault of a child. Yeah, but at the bottom, like specifically, it talks about some sort of indecency, uh, indecent liberties. Indecent liberties. Yeah. Um, we can all we want, but regardless, it's not good. And he, by the way, he confessed to the allegations. Okay. Now, okay. Now, I have a question. Was that his, was it his kid? I don't know. Um, I didn't. I know he, he for a while. I think he has a kid with my cousin's cousin. Yeah, I think he does, and I think like there might have been like kids that that girl had before. Or what, I don't know, but mm-hmm. normally the way I understand it, it seems like whenever somebody gets charged with uh, indecent liberties. It is with a kid that, like, they had some sort of responsibility for or was trusted to care for. So, either way, I mean. He's, he's, you know, hung and and dry at this point. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his life wouldn't be the same. Yeah. No, never. I mean, it's. Ugh. That's gross. Um, I can't, dude. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, I know he's the biggest football fan, but these playoffs this past weekend, NFL playoffs, yeah, they were nuts, dude. I mean, I did watch a little bit, yeah. Like, just they were all good games, but Jacksonville <clears throat> versus the Chargers, dude. Trevor Lawrence threw it was three or four interceptions in the first half, and you know, they were down. It was 27 to nothing at the half. And they come back. Like, if I throw four interceptions in the first half of a playoff game, I'm 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 hanging up my jersey. I'm calling I, it. I wish you would. I'm, not, I'm not cut out for this. But that dude, he comes out there, sharp as attack, and he's calling audibles. And one uh, was like a bomb 40-plus yard touchdown pass. Just – yeah. It's insane to me, people that have the mental capacity to overcome, like, obstacles that they created, you know, and, like, you're literally – you could not be more defeated and then, go like, just go the polar opposite. I don't know. That's, that kind of stuff fascinates me, man, because, like, that's that's how you get, like, legends, you know, when – I hope he's never a legend. Huh? I said I hope he's never a legend. Why? I hate Trevor Lawrence, dude. Because the hair. I hate the way he looks. I hate the way he acts. I think he's, especially when he was at Clemson, he acted like a child. He um, was, yeah, I will say that. He was a spoiled child. And that's the reason why I don't like him. I mean, I can get over hair, right? Yeah. You don't see him playing football. But. That, that, did, that did get on my nerves at Clemson. But it seems like he's grown up a lot. But either man. way, man, you <clears throat> take him or leave him. That was incredible. I'll get to them. Uh, okay, since we're talking about football, what are your thoughts on like field goal kickoffs? Either you know, or a, a you know, when they kick off, get a field goal. They, I mean, we're kicking and they ring it. It's not like yeah. extra point. Oh, no. you're talking about whenever you kick the ball so hard on kickoff. Yeah, on kickoff. Okay, so this is. People talk. Yeah, I've had similar conversations. I don't see why it's not points, dude. I, okay, all right. Yes, I agree. I think, I think they should get something for it. Now, Dad, me and Dad had this conversation a couple weeks ago. He came up to the house. We sit watching some football. He was like, "Yeah, I think if they kick it, they ought to get one point." Well, okay. So I, my, yeah, I my first thought was one point, but then I thought about it again. It's not a, it's not a PAT. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not so sure that points need to be the benefit. What's the benefit? It might be better. I'm just spitballing here. It might be better for the rule to be if the kickoff team uh, nails it through the field goal, through the through their uprights. The kick return team will get the ball on the five yard line, or the six, either the two or the five. Well, That's you, know, right. you know what I'm saying? That way. The kickoff team has a good chance of getting a safety, you know, and it just kind of it puts the offense back against the wall because of it's skill to get a to get a kick that far. It is, but y'all thing that I think about is the is drafting kickers that have such a leg and a small pull. And if there was a rule change like that. The the drafting class for kickers changes drastically, and then prioritization of drafting changes because that can be game winning constantly. But see, that's what I, I think. That's t- to me because, like you said, I'm not the biggest fan of football. I think that's kind of what it needs. I think we need to. I think we need to change just because to like. So I've never sat and watched a draft. I know Kevin sits every year and watches the draft. Mm-hmm. I can't, it's so boring to me. That yeah. would add spice into my life. Right. You know, because you know, even when we do like fantasy draft, everybody, the last thing everybody picks is always a defense and a kicker. Not me. Mm-hmm. I make a couple good picks up top, and then I run my defense and my kicker so that I – I'm 100% sure I'm always going to have the best defense or at least the projected best defense, projected best kicker in the league. And, I mean, I think 
as far as you know, points, you know, the reward goes. Dad made a good point. He said, "I think it should be one point, and the receiving team catches the ball on the twenty-five instead of the 20. Or they already do that. I thought they caught it on the twenty-nine to twenty-five. Like if the if the ball goes in the it's end zone they're out of bounds, it they start on the twenty-five. It used to it's be twenty-five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it should be personally. I think it should be. Uh, a three point, a three point gain, net gain. Really? Yeah, because it's it's just like a, it's just like a field goal. It's well, like you're, you're okay. I understand. Not, like not a PAT because we're not going for a point after. I mean, we're, right. it, it is a straight up. You, in all fairness, if they start the ball, they kick it, and it goes through. They have essentially kicked a field goal. Yeah, and I get and I understand. Like if you're looking at that singular action. In the distance, it should be worth three points. However, nobody, if you're on kick return, you're not like you cannot, you, it's impossible for you to block that ball. Right. I agree. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Like a field goal or PAT, the defense has the opportunity to block it. Or if it is a three point, like kick, say a, a 50 yard kick, there's been times where the, the teams on defense, will return it like it's a short kick and they can return it. Right. And here's another thing I think about. When in the football game do teams kick off? When? Yeah. I mean, you kick off, you know, at the beginning of the first half, you know, the second half, every time you score. Every time you score. The scoring team then kicks off, right? Right. Yeah. So they have already scored a touchdown. And if say you have a team like the the let's just say Kansas City is a prime example, they score a bunch, a bunch, like dummy amount. So if they're scoring touchdowns and they got a kicker that can hit a field goal, let's say two out of three times, the game's not even going to be close. Right, but see, that's, I mean, it's not going to be. I wouldn't put it as a as a thing of you know, okay, they score, they get seven. And then they kick, and they get that field goal in three, and then they kick again. It would be, you know, be like kick, get the threes, so now you're up to ten, and now you, instead of having on the 20 or 25, move the receiving team up a specific amount of yardage and let them start there. They wouldn't, they wouldn't kick again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So move up further, not even 20 or 25. I mean, I'm, I'm talking 40, 45. Shoot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It'll never happen, but it's just just something I was pondering. The XFL could do it just to see what's up. Yeah, I mean, but when's the last time you sat down and watched the XFL game? Well, that's why I'm saying they could do it because nobody gives a rip. Like, the thing that – like, there is a lot of effects to it because then, like, as as it is right now, there's a lot of different strategies to kick off and kick return. Right. Do we squib it? Do we do onsides? Do we just try to pooch it? Do we sky kick? But then mm-hmm. if that rule happens, every time a team is going to be trying to shoot the moon by making the end of the uh, – I, I, I don't know that that's the case because, I mean, there's always been the option for a two-point conversion. Well, sure. But, I mean, that you're that's the gamble. But then, the, yeah, I guess there is a higher risk – Going for a two-point conversion rather than doing this. I mean, right. What if you don't? If you don't make, if you don't make the field goal, they get the, the ball. Happen, the, other teams, the other teams, the other teams going to receive the ball, or you're going to kick it out of bounds, or go the twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing. It's like a. It's pretty much a set. It, it is three points with a safety. Net. Yeah, there needs. I, I agree. I think there needs to be some kind of risk with it, or some kind of different war. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be points. I just it's fun to think about. It is. It is. Um, this is going to be a controversial topic for some people. What are your thoughts on restricting age in college football? What do you like? I'm. Oh, you talking about Bennett, the Georgia. I'm talking about a 29-year-old quarterback that won the national championship that's out there gloating. Was he 29? He's 29, but he looks like a 15-year-old who just beat his 9-year-old nephew in basketball. He's 29. Like, he is 29 years old. 
Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. I think, I think that's ridiculous too. You know, he, his journey was some outrageous circumstances, right? Uh, I think, shoot, I mean, because what? The normal person graduates at, what, 21? 21, 22. Yeah. So, and, so that's, that's my argument, right? When you go to high school, at least here in North Carolina, the North Carolina High School Athletic Association says that nobody over the age of 18 years old can play sports. So if you're in high school and you're grade behind or whatever and you want to play football at 19, no. Yeah. No football. None. Yeah. I think college should be almost the same. Yeah. I think it should be a four-year gap. I think it should be from 19 to 22. Well, whatever, whatever the sport is. Maybe not even 22, maybe 25. So, college is a little – that's okay. So, I was going to say 25. Reason being, you, you do have red shirts, and I do like that program, the, the way that they do that, red shirt freshman, and so you have really five years. And then you have people that get their master's, right? Um, understandable. You know what I mean? But if we're looking at football specifically, like as far as, say, somebody went to Appalachian, right? Um. If they end up, say they play football, like they're redshirt freshmen, they play football for five years, they graduate with a bachelor's degree, they're going to get their master's. Most likely, nine out of ten times, they're not going to play football while they're getting their master's. They're going to transition. They're, they're probably getting their master's to be uh, a coach of some sort or, you know, go into right. that level. Doctor or something. Yeah. a lot. Of, I mean, just because a lot of times you'll have people that, uh, like athletes that, if they know they're not going to go to the next level, they'll just try to either get in the program that they're in now in a coaching spot or just, like, put their name in the hat, right? Um, but that Bennett dude, he – I mean, he, it was a perfect storm because he had the COVID um, years or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> yeah, but he went, to, he went to college when he was, like, in his early 20s. Yeah. Well, yeah, so – and then he went to JUCO, like a, a community college, like junior college. And so, but you're right. I mean, if there's no limit, and I think that this has happened, where like 30-some-year-old dudes that ain't, don't have anything going on. And like, I'm going to go play college ball again. Yeah. It just, it don't sit right with me. When you've got guys that are in the NFL that are younger than you, that oh. are working, working harder and, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't think. I just – it don't make sense that they're going to let somebody – a 25-year-old in college is not that unheard of. Right, no. And I mean, like you said – Go to military and then go to colleges. I mean, that dude was playing again. He very well – I'm sure there were some 18-year-olds. 18 year Another thing, though, going on in college sports pretty recently is the uh, endorsement deals. I can't remember yeah. that. Of the deal, but what do you think about all that? Okay, so here's <clears throat> here's my take on that. If I'm playing college football and I'm good enough that Nike wants to put their check on the side of my helmet and wants to put me in commercial, fine, fair be it. That's fair game because that could happen to anybody. You could go out right now and be on a commercial. You can endorse a product if you if you have enough clout. I mean, even even to the point where, you know, you and I, if we eventually get ads or, you know, whatever, right. we take enough – that's an endorsement for us. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think that that's fine. Okay. Um, what I don't agree with is players getting paid to play mm -hmm. in college. You've got um, – when you have a guy that's, you know, just offhand that has a full ride to go to – Georgia, Ohio State, um, you know, anywhere in the Big Ten, really, just because those schools are expensive. You've got a guy that's getting a full ride. Mm -hmm. And let's say it costs him – over the over the time of four years, it would cost a regular student two hundred grand to go to school. Mm -hmm. Well, he's – that player that's getting a full ride, whether it's for, you know, baseball. My cousin got a full ride to go to Pfeiffer to play softball. Um, football, wrestling, track, wh whatever, you are technically accumulating wealth 
in in the foundation of knowledge, right? You're not having to you're not having to pay for other basic services that other people are. They're yeah. they're paying you those services for your service of playing a sport for the, yeah. for the school. That's the trade off. Um, it, yeah, it's 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 capitalism at its finest. I don't think that players should be getting to play paid to play ball or you know whatever sport run track you know rest whatever. Um, but endorsements, I I think are perfectly fine. Yeah, well, because it, it's up to the individual. Like you, the, a lot of the athletes that are getting endorsements are going the extra mile by being like crazy active on social media or like doing this that and the other. Like they're trying, like they're taking the initiative and the time and the effort to to seek out those endorsements. Or like what you're saying, like at app, dude. There were football players that told me, you know. We get an allowance for either like bi-weekly or whatever, and it pretty much was a check. But the loophole was that legally they can they can give the players an allowance because they can't have even a part-time job. This is the legal, the legality speaking. Right, because it's, it's playing playing a sport in college full-time job. Yeah, they're full-time students and they are athletes, and so they they have, they can't work if they want to. And so there were dudes that would save up that those allowances and buy cars or have a nice apartment or whatever. And so, but then again, like, is that necessarily wrong though? Because I mean, they if they wanted to have a, a job to make money, they they couldn't. But then right. if they quit football, they won't have that full that full ride. They won't be able to go to school. So it's kind of like, well, what do you do? Some stance, I think you're right. Like it's not necessarily wrong for them to have a small allowance, but I think it should be based. It's kind of it's be kind of hard to do, but I think it should be based on a median income of a part time, a student with a part time job. I don't think you know. Mm-hmm. I think it should be massive amounts of money. I mean, I know that I watched the interview. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while ago. Um, of a football player that played at Alabama. He now is in the NFL. can't remember who it was. And he said that the way that theirs would work, the way that their money would work, was you would leave your window cracked in your car, on your, on your car. Seriously, you'd leave your window cracked on your car during the game, and you'd come back, and they would have – slipped, you know, however much money you were getting paid. Yeah, crazy. They slipped the money in your window, and then, then you wouldn't be getting paid, right? That money just, mm-hmm. my window, I got money in it, you yeah. know? It's it's not like a full-fledged uh, direct deposit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think, like, if you, if you do it like App State did, like with the allowance thing, like what you were saying, they could even, because, dude, these foot, these, Athletic programs have their schedules are down to the minute. Mm-hmm. So it would be very easy to let's say whatever whatever a a, a, um, a student employee would make in the cafeteria or the library because all those rates seem to be the same. Let's say it's ten dollars flat an hour, which for a football program that's a lot of money. But say you pay each player ten dollars an hour, well you've got their whole schedule for the whole season, practices and all. And just add that up, add up the hours, and I mean that. I think that would be the most fair way to go about it. Maybe. Um, or even like only the hours that were after this time, like that they would have a part-time job. I don't know. There's a, there's a way to figure it out, but anyway, um, this week at school we uh we did a student. Versus teacher basketball tournament, mm-hmm. dude. So won? no, we the teachers won because dude, we were like I was not about to get bullied for the rest of the year uh, right. by these students because that would have been awful. Um, but yesterday it was like the they had the home bases. Let me back up. I teach seventh grade. The seventh grade home bases play each other. They did this for each grade level, but obviously mm-hmm. I only care about seventh grade. So they played each other. Mr. McCall, the other social studies teacher, they they won, right? 
when they won, like they're the they're the seventh grade champions. Now they play the seventh grade teacher team, and so it was it was me and whatever. I I have never played basketball. I played at the house. I played in PE, and that was it. And it was more football than anything, and yeah. layups, right? So I'm the youngest person out there, and I'm a dude. And I'd already told the assistant principal that I was playing and the school resource officer that I was playing and the other two uh, women teachers. I was like, I'm not playing hard. Like, I'm a, if I get the ball, I'm passing it. Like, I'm not good at basketball. and not going to make a fool of myself, but we're winning. Like, we're, we'll fit, you know. <laughs> but we're going to win. Yeah, yeah. And so we get out there. And it don't take long to realize that it's really only the assistant principal and the school resource officer that are playing. And we're down. And I was like, okay, this is, I'm sorry, but I'm about to have to like, just try, you know, mm -hmm. so anyway, we're playing and that kind of thing. And so, uh, I get the ball and I'm dribbling down towards our basket. And there's this kid seventh grader that was doing really good. He's like, he was, he was, he's probably maybe, a, maybe 120. He's not mm -hmm. a big kid at all. And so I'm dribbling or whatever. I'm looking around and look for somebody to pass it to. I'm on like the three point line, like right in front of the basket. And then there's nobody in the paint. And so I'm like, well, screw it. I'm just going to drive to the basket or whatever. And so, dude, <laughs> I stick my arm. I just stick my arm out to like keep him. Like it, that's illegal. But I stick my arm out to like keep him, whatever. Yeah. And next thing I know, he's on the floor. Okay. This kid's on the floor. Yeah. This kid's on the floor. And the whistle blows. Coach Wise was the referee. I hadn't even seen it. Yeah. And so, so, so he's on the floor and the whistle blows and I turn and look and he does the foul, whatever. And so I, you know, I, the kids were in the stands. Like it was supposed to be fun. So I act like it's WWE and I throw the ball up in the air and I go to Wise and I'm like, woo, like all this stuff. Having a good time. And I legit thought, I thought that the kid just tripped. Because I stuck, I stuck my arm out, and I, I definitely did not like push. Like my arm didn't extend. I didn't like lower shoulder or nothing. He's a freaking kid, bro. I'm not going like we're just having fun. Well, anyway, I go on with the game. I don't think anything about it. Don't talk to kid or nothing. We end up winning, thank God. And uh, so later, the school resource officer comes to me on his phone, and he's got access to the cameras on his phone. You know. Yeah. And bro. I don't know how WBTV wasn't at was in middle school because on camera it looks like you just him. Oh, it looks like I just bam and because I mean he flop great. He plays he plays basketball for the for the school or whatever. He and knows how to flop. Yeah, and you can see him like get up on his toes, like make his feet light and make yeah. it all dramatic. Yeah. But regardless, it does not look good. And so today, uh, it was the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade uh, students against the sixth, seventh, eighth grade teachers. Yeah. And uh, I was like, dude, I'm I'm not getting close. I'm not getting close to a kid. Like I'll play, but bro, I'm not even trying. Like, and so of course, and so of course, to, of course, today, the kids are like hard pressing. Like they're they're like trying like force fouls and stuff. And uh, I couldn't even dribble, man, because they were like all up on me. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this because it went so far yesterday. The the assistant principal and the school resource officer they texted me. They said, Hey, we're gonna have to write up an incident report and pass it on like to the county office or whatever. Cause and, of you, yeah. And uh, was the well, okay? Was the kid pushing the issue or was it just? So they texted me that, and then the SRO. Shows up at, the, at my classroom with another uh, sheriff's deputy. Okay, is it the same SRO that I don't want to say his name? Is Nothing. it the same one we've always had? Uh -uh. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, he shows up there with another deputy at the in my classroom, and uh, wow. then he tells me that he was messing with me. He was just joking. Wow. What a guy, you know? Ah. Oh my god, I was dying. I know your heart was skipping a beat. Oh yeah, dude. I was waiting. I was waiting for freaking uh, John Carter to be talking about me on the news. And, <laughs> and maybe, like get a call Sunday and be like, "Hey, don't worry about coming in Monday." You know, uh, we're, we're, we're gonna leave for a couple weeks while we yeah. 
but anyway, after all that, I knew that I could joke about it. And so I'm texting the video to like my dad and my mom and stuff. And so you'll get a kick out of this. Dad gets it. And uh, I explained what happened or whatever. And he said, I got a son. I know what your dad's going to say. So he, <laughs> I know what your dad said. He called me uh, uh, the name of a former PE teacher. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the first place my head went when you said that. That is the first place my head went. Oh, God. I was dying. I was dying. And my mom. Uh, she sends it to my stepdad and my, and my stepdad, like, he played basketball and stuff. And he was like, I just, did a kid just push the other kid or whatever? And mom texts <laughs> back and she says, that was Jacob. And he said, the one that pushed the kid. <laughs> Dude, it was horrible. It, it looked horrendous. But, you know, later that day, I tracked the kid down because he was on the other team. I didn't really know him. And I'm like, dude, I didn't mean to like push you down. Push you down. And he started giggling a little bit. And I was like, what? Did you flop a little bit? And he said, oh, yeah, dude, I sold it hard. And I was like, thank goodness, dude, because I, I didn't even realize. Like I told him, I said, I thought you tripped. But that's you know. so, so funny. I mean, it's, it, it, it's funny now. It's not funny then, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh well, another thing that had my nerves racked were teachers that were sitting on the stage watching. Mm-hmm. All the principals were down there. And so they were telling me uh, our principal's reaction, which was just shock and awe. And so while the school resource officer and the assistant principals texted me about this incident report, I'm waiting yeah. on a phone call from the principal to go up in her office or something. You know, like, bro, it was just raining for like a solid hour, you know. But. Anyway, it was it was fun. It was a good time. Man, we uh, I ain't really had anything interesting happen this week at work. Uh, well, today actually we did. Um, so mine's not as as fun as yours. Um, but mine. So I work in a trade. Obviously, I'm an electrician by trade, and. We're working on a job right now, one of the biggest jobs uh, in Buncombe County. Um, real big job all over the news. The governor was there a few months ago. I'm not going to say the name of it, but you can figure it out pretty easy. And we have these big uh, – the, the the pipe fitters have this big uh, compressed air line that runs, like, the whole building. But they're installed for, like, all these industrial machines or whatever, manufacturing yeah. stuff. And it goes this massive uh, holding tank on the roof, like a thousand gallon tank on the roof for compressed air. Hang on, hang on. What is Logan doing? Nothing. It's the dog chewing on a bone. Dude, kill the dog. I'm thinking about it. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry, but hey, hey. See, I do that, and then this happens. Uh, so they're they're trying to pressurize these lines, right? Mm-hmm. All we hear is two massive booms. We turn mm-hmm. around, and there's 20 foot of the pipe that was 35 to 40 feet in the air in the ceiling of this building has fallen. It exploded from the pressure. It's only 40 psi, and fell to the ground. It shot pipes out of the roof like rockets. That big old thousand gallon, I mean, the thing's huge, thousand gallon air tank got shifted off the mounts by four feet. The roof, the roof it, like that entire area of the roof's gonna have to be like redone. Yeah. Caused so much damage. It was so funny. Thank God nobody was hurt. Yeah. Um, it destroyed a scissor lift, like totally mashed it. God. Uh, it, it was so funny, though. It was so funny. Can you not say the name of the job? The job? I guess I could. Um, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't know. I don't want to, and it be a big deal, you know, because it's kind of well. Give us hints. Well, it's uh, with Department of Defense. It has a lot to do with what Cody does. Really? Yeah. In yeah. yeah. Uh, literally, dude. Less than five minutes from my house. Department of Defense. Well, not not technically Department of Defense, but yeah, they work for Department of Defense. 
Maybe I'm an idiot. No, you're not. You're not. It has a lot to do with they make parts for the pew-pew style of things that Cody works on. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. But not like the pew-pew parts. You're, you're going back and forth here. But no, no, no. It, it, it's Cody works on planes mm-hmm. for context clues. Cody works on planes. They make parts for pew-pew planes, but not the gun parts. Oh, I understand. I understand. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Drones? No, that would be really cool, though. I've never seen a drone be made. Um, Dude, I think Cody's moving to Asheville. Is he? Then he's yeah. probably going to work for this company. Yeah, because he said that he had got a job in Asheville. Um, because I had mentioned before to him that I was working at this facility, putting this facility in, and he said that he had applied for a job there. Oh, when was uh, this? This was, I don't know, it was in one of our group chats. Um, I said something about it, or I, I maybe I sent a Snapchat while I was there. Maybe, no, I think I did. I think I sent a Snapchat because it's a, the building is a 1.2 million square foot building. Um, it literally, I, we basically are at the, the closest end to like the entrance and exit. It takes me about three minutes because I mean, they have a speed limit of like five miles an hour or something, but it takes me three minutes to drive from one end of the building to the other end of the building. That's wild. Yeah. It's, it's a long thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the security's pretty high and the safety's even higher. So yeah. what are they, when they're moving? Um, I know, I don't know. They have to put their house up for sale, so. I'll, I'll ask him. I'll talk to him because I want to see if he's working here. Because if he's working here, I'm going to give him so much crap, dude. This place is. The people who work in who, who work in and are going to work in the facility, like not like us construction workers, but the people who are going to work in the facility are starting to move in, and they are terrible. They're awful. I mean, they they watch us like they watch us like hogs. They have something to say about everything we do. Like if Wrigley, if you don't like the way I do something, don't watch me do it. I'm going to kill the frog. Um, I just think it's so dumb the way that like they act towards us and like they act they walk around like some of them are actually like like pretty not like they're pretty cool you know or whatever um but some of them walk around like if a bird crapped on their nose you'd need an umbrella because it's sticking up in there like yes yeah you know um it's pretty irritating to be honest but whatever I'm not uh I'm getting pulled off that job this week I'm going back to Spartanburg Working on the courthouse, the new courthouse in Spartanburg. Yeah. I did that for a while, and I'm going back. So, but that's uh, that's all it is with me. My wife's trying to sell all my furniture. Oh my goodness! Yeah, she wants to buy some new stuff for the house because she's worried about this couch we have. You know, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a. I mean, it's like a cloth couch, I guess. And it just collects so much dog fur. And you know, my chair, I've got like one of them, like, uh, I don't know if you call it microfiber or what, yeah. you know, or Connor. Yeah. Um, it doesn't collect dog fur at all. Like if yeah. it does, you just kind of wipe it off and it's gone. So she's going to try and get something similar for a couch. And we will, since we're moving into an apartment, we'll no longer have room for our dining room table. So she's already sold that. The guy's coming tomorrow to pick it up. Nice. Uh, she wants to sell, it, sell the entertainment system. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to put the TV? And she was like, you've got a folding table in the back of your truck, big dog. I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. So. She'll get tired of that, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. She's well, like, well, I mean, she wants to buy all new stuff. but Before you, if, when y'all go furniture, furniture shopping again. Yeah. Um, you know McGinnis and Charitable, downtown Charitable. Yeah. Yep. You can, you can, 
Huh? Right there by Great Outdoors, son. Yeah, you can order um, from him from almost anywhere. There's a couple places you can't, but you can order from him and get it a buttload cheaper. Yeah, we have a pretty good place uh, right downtown. That's got, it's very comparable to McGinnis. Gotcha. I've been that's where we got the couch and all that. So it's, it's very comparable. Yeah. Um. But uh, dude, I played at uh, local roots this past week. This past Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, it's you know it's a pretty fancy restaurant for Lincolnton. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's but you know it's a, if it's it's a nice place for a date or whatever. Yeah. And so I try to keep it pretty mellow playing there and whatever. And it's kind of cool because they're eating and they're talking, so they don't really care that much as long as you're not making, like, racket. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a cool place to, like, try out new stuff or whatever. So me and Dad at, on New Year's played an 80s theme party. Your parents were there, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned piano man for that, and it has the harmonica at the beginning. Anyway. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to try to play that at local roots. So I've got the little, like, holder, you know, that goes around yep. the neck and holds it yeah, yeah, yeah. And play my guitar and then, like, sing the parts or whatever. And so before I start, I'm like, hey, I'm going to try to multitask. I'm not that good at it. I said, yeah, you know, think about this for a second. I've got to do stuff with my left hand. i got to do stuff with my right hand. i got to sing a little bit and remember lyrics, and then i got to blow and suck on this thing. Not trying to be inappropriate, but I'm working with my hands and I'm blowing and sucking. And I said that, dude. <laughs> I said that in local roots. In the oh yeah, I some laughs though. Hey, oh, I did for sure. And luckily, I didn't see any kids, uh, you know, in there. Not that they would have known what was up, but uh, dude, it was funny. And uh, but I did see a couple like uh, moms. They were, well, yeah, they were drinking and they just, like, it was like this. And then I said that and they're like, like, you know, trying not to, but, uh, when I said that, like, I could feel the blood rush to my face because I, like, was like, bro, you you need to go and buy a freaking filter because, yeah, dude, it was, anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. I just can't talk, like, like normal in front of, like, when we're, when we're playing stuff, I either I like mumble or I say stupid stuff like that. That's funny though. It's funny. I, I, you know, I could have went further and talked about it. Yeah. But why'd you, why'd you get your piano? Yeah, uh, Lisa Barkley. She actually gave it to me, dude. Lisa Barkley. She was uh when we were in eighth grade. She was probably an eighth grade uh, ELA teacher, or or she came like right after us. That's, you know? It sounds very familiar. Well, she's been teaching with Barbara for for many years now. Oh, okay, but uh, dude, she her, she's from New York, and her pretty much her whole family moved down here, um, and that's the piano that she that her family got for her to do lessons. When she was like 10 and she's, I mean, I'm not going to say, but like, you know, it's been in the family for a while and they brought it down here. Yeah. And her, anyway, it's just cool that. Yeah. That is, that is pretty cool. Yeah. But cool. super nice dude. That's the thing that I think that's one of the reasons that like me and Sarah had no desire to move anywhere crazy because Man, people are just nice around here. People are just so nice. I mean, not not here, obviously. Well, I mean, I think you have nice people everywhere, but like, I don't know, man. There's a level. Yeah. I I agree, dude. Because like when we go to Ohio and stuff, not that people are not great up there. Like my wife's family is awesome, but when we there's like there's just such a total change in like attitude. Like, you'll be like, you'll say, like, you know, down here, you run over Bob Superette and get you milk and bread or whatever. You'll be like, mm-hmm. all right, man, have a good one. Appreciate it. And I'm like, all right, we appreciate you, you know. Yeah. And then you go up there and it's like, all right, man, have a good day. Appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. 
it's well there's that like the common like manners but i think even like intention like there's a certain like benefit of the doubt goes a long way where like around here for the most part and especially like now like people there's a lot of messed up stuff that's going on now as we were talking about earlier but still for the majority i think in initial uh interactions people give each other the benefit of the doubt you know, and then go from there. A good person until they're not. Right. Whereas other places, it's like, I don't know you. Get away from me. Yeah. Why are you talking to me? Right. Um, but anyway. I agree. Well, it's been good coming back to chat. We're going to try and do it again next week. Yeah. Um, and- we need to... Uh, we either do a topic or like have uh, like a series of like articles or like clips to talk about. Something. Something. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll have something to figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, and one final piece of advice for me if you can fog a mirror, you can finance a dodge. So <laughs> keep that one under the table. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason the must or the the challenger doesn't have the same reputation as the mustang for crashes is because they get repoed before they get wrecked you know what i'm saying austin <laughs> <laughs> if you can afford a thousand dollars a month dodge will sell it to you dude that's so horrible man <laughs> if you can dude if you can fog a mirror, you can blank anything. Is oh, yeah. if you can fog a mirror, you can get into Arizona State University. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, never mind, dude. We'll, we'll get polarizing real quick. But I think you know what I'm. What I was gonna say. Oh, thank you, dude. Thank you, Oh my. All right. Well, we will. Uh, we'll do it again. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been a good one. It's always a good one. Yeah. It's fun. It always is. All right. We'll see you, Dom. All right, man. Love you, dude. Love it. See you.